0: Hey everybody, my name is Jonathan Lunsford, and you're listening to the Under the Cloud Podcast. I am excited about today's episode, as I am about most of them. I don't really want to get people in here that doesn't make me excited, but today was very, very powerful, very amazing testimony of what God has done in this young woman's life and what he's given to her and what he's blessed her with. And I'm so excited to bring her on today. Her name is Maddie Edwards. I was introduced to her through TikTok. I actually started following her hearing her testimony and watching her grow in the kingdom and watching her move. And I reached out to her and said, hey, would you like to do an episode? And she said, yeah, sure. And uh, we spent the last month figuring it all out. And the whole time I'm just nervous, man. I'm just so nervous about this. So, uh, But anyway, so she comes on and, and we talk and we had a good time. I just wanted to say before we get into the con- into the episode, if you have young children listening, Uh, I would say like maybe 10 or below that you may want to listen to this and screen it first before you let them listen. I just want to say that because that's something that I wanted to do. Nothing is explicit. Nothing is ungodly or vulgar. It's just content itself is a little uh, on the adult side. And it's, I just wanted you to know that in advance. So uh, what God has done in her life is amazing and that's, that's no, nothing to be ashamed of, it's just that there's some kids that may not be ready for the content, and there's some parents who may not be ready to uh, answer questions uh, that they may be hearing, and something that might pop up, so I just want to let you guys know that, because that's what I always want to do uh, when we have these episodes like this, so, um, man, I guess that's all I got, I hope, I hope that's all, but anyway, let's just get into it, so without any further ado, enjoy the episode.
1: You're listening to the Under the Cloud Podcast.
0: Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together to talk about you and your word, your kingdom, and the impact that you have on all of our lives. Lord, I ask that you just be with this conversation to help us to keep you focused as number one, but to also have a, a great talk about who who you are and what you've done in our lives. Lord, we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So today's episode is... is uh, one that's a little different, I would say. Uh, I have started following, uh, okay, I'll admit, I play too much on TikTok. And uh, one of the things that I have done is I tend to find people on TikTok and uh, and follow them. You know, that's how it goes. And I came across this uh, person, Maddie Edwards, um, a couple years ago, maybe. I don't know, right after she started making TikToks. And was seeing what her testimony was and what was going on in her life, and and then finally recently I just reached out and said, "Hey, would you like to do an episode?" and and uh, she said yes, and and we hooked up, started talking, and and finally today we're sitting down. So, how are you doing, Maddie? I'm doing
1: good. Uh, just got my got my mom to watch the baby for a little bit, and yeah, ready to ready to dive into this.
0: So the reason that I reached out to Maddie was because I have been following her in her transition and and let me let me just let you explain. So why why are we why are you on here today?
1: Okay, so the uh the first TikTok video that I ever made actually kind of went viral and I know that that was a god thing because it was not it wasn't like a it wasn't a high production like uh Big thing. It was just me. I made a little TikTok, and looking back at it, it was it's kind of cringy a little bit, but I feel like it got the message of my story out there, and not necessarily my story, but the story that God's writing in my life. You know, Um, but so I uh, was born a female. If you're you're listening to me, you might not think that, but I was born a female and started identifying as transgender, probably around. 14 or 15, I'd say, um, cause that's when I found out what the word meant. Uh, I had always kind of felt different and I had always been more attracted to females, but I didn't actually know what that word was until I was about four, 14 or 15. So H- that's how old I are you now? I am 25 now. Okay. Um, and I started detransitioning when I was 23. Yeah.
0: Okay. So about two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you hopped on TikTok pretty quick and started explaining what was going on.
1: Yeah, it it was a pretty quick process. Like I and I again, I didn't expect anything to blow up or anything. I was just trying to put it out there to see if anybody else was going through the same thing. Um, and also just to kind of share what God had done in my life because it was there was years where I felt wrong in my body and I didn't feel like this is who I was supposed to be. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like a girl at all. And it wasn't that I didn't fit in with the girls like I could have if I wanted to. And I, I tried to play that role for a while. So it's not that I was just like an outcast or whatever I'm just looking to find my way. Like, I truly just didn't feel like a girl and I just felt more masculine. But anyways, going forward, uh, so I was identifying as a male to my uh, close friends on, online nobody in person really knew until I was around 16 or 17. And then around 19, I was like nine, I was probably, I was close to 20 when I started taking hormones and taking that next step in my transition journey from female to male. And then, um, I think it was December, 2020 in December of 2020. I, uh, had this encounter with God where I was just, I was praying and I was talking to God and I was asking God how, uh, how I had my family. Cause I, my family hadn't, hadn't been around and hadn't been accepting and hadn't been wanting to, to, I, I wasn't allowed to come over and see my siblings and that type of stuff because of the lifestyle I was living, which I didn't hold any like grudges against them because I knew how they felt because I grew up in a Christian home. But I just, I knew that I wasn't really welcome over there. It didn't feel welcoming because I knew that they didn't agree. And But then my great-grandma passed away, and once I went to that funeral, me and my grandma and grandpa started connecting. Um, it was my gr- uh, grandpa's mom that passed, but we started reconnecting with each other um, after that happened, and it was just wild to me that they were showing me, like, love and all this stuff that they hadn't really been showing me as much before. Like there was one point when my grandpa had said, like, if you're going to keep dressing and acting like a boy, you need to get out of my house. And so I went to my room and packed my bags. Like they hadn't shown that, that not that they were accepting of how I was living because they still called me Madeline, which is my full name. I go by Maddie, but they, they called me Madeline and, uh, so they didn't res- like quote unquote respect the male pronouns or the the chosen name that I had chose for myself. Um, I was going by Matt or Matthew at the time. They didn't ever change how th- what they called me, and they never called me he. But they would bring me into their home, and they would just talk to me about life, and talk to me about my job, and talk, just be loving. And so I asked God, I was like, how did it go from them never wanting really anything to do with me to what we have now where I'm coming into their home. Not only was I coming into their home, but they were allowing me to bring my fiance into their home. And again, I wasn't like, we weren't hanging on each other and making out and stuff in front of them, but they knew that we were together in that way. Yeah. Um, But, you know, still just being respectful of them, but they knew, they knew what was going on between her and I, and they still allowed both of us to come into their home, which was mind blowing for me after all the past stuff that had happened. So I was talking to God and asking them about that and it's like I heard the voice of God say, I gave them the spirit of love and I have that same spirit of love if you would quit running from it. And I don't know why, or I I guess I do know why, but it's just, it's so crazy to me how clear it was. But in that moment, I knew that I needed to detransition, aka stop stop doing hormones and go back to she, her pronouns and, and Maddie or Madeline. Um and I needed to break off my engagement with this woman. And I knew it wasn't because, like, if it, it, it didn't feel like, a, oh, well, if you keep doing this, you're going to hell kind of thing. It felt like a warm embrace. Like, I have so much love for you, and I want to show you the love that I have for you, but you keep running from it, and you keep trying to change the, the person that I created, and you keep trying to uh, be in a relationship with this person that I haven't designed you to be in a relationship with. Like, and it didn't... and. It didn't feel like that con- condemnation type thing yeah. as much as it did conviction, and those are two very different things. Like with conviction, it's a heart ch- heart change type of thing, and with condemnation, it's just like it, you're just beating somebody down, you know. But right, right, anyways, right. I, I was very convicted, and and within a week to the day, I went home and I ended up uh, cutting it off with my with my fiance at the time, and telling her that I was going to detransition. So but that's what my TikTok was about that first that first video.
0: And I think you were sitting in your car and you had no hair. <laughs> and then like the then over time um you know it was, I I don't remember if I if I particularly followed you immediately um, because I was still sure. new to TikTok at the time and and um but I I mean you came up on my on my feed for a reason um and I do believe that that you know that happened for that reason and and uh, and so I went ahead and started listening, and went back through at one point, and probably spent an hour watching all of your videos and just to seeing how that transition and progress was going. Uh, I made an effort to not go through the comments because I didn't want to deal with the what you're having possibly to deal with with people disagreeing with you and everything, and yeah. and I, I just wanted it to be about your testimony and what was going on. So. You said that um, kind of went through that pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> you, you said that you were, uh, you know, you at like fourteen, you started feeling like like you were in the wrong, like you were incorrectly made or whatever. You were in the wrong body.
1: Yeah, and, there was there was times actually, and, and that was bef- before I even knew what the word transgender meant. There were right. there was a time that I very vividly remember happening and it might've happened more times than this, but I very vividly remember being in the top bunk in a bunk bed in my grandma and grandparents' house whenever I was, I, I had to have been 10 or 12, I don't know, somewhere in that age, pretty, pretty young. But I literally prayed and asked God that I would wake up physically as a, a boy Right. and that, when, when I woke up, nobody would ever remember that I was ever a girl. I just wanted to wake up and be a boy. Right. So, like, those thoughts started happening pretty pretty young, actually.
0: So did you uh, – I because we, we talked I, I generally try to do a, a pre-interview, and during that we, we kind of discussed. And I think that from the outside looking in, the initial – question that i had and i would assume that most people have this question was you know we we look at someone being a tomboyish uh and Mm. when i was a kid back in the 80s we had girls that were tomboys and they're still on the verge of being a tomboy but they're they love being a woman and they're really. You know, some of them are extraordinarily tough and mean, <laughs> but but they're still women, and, they're, and they you know they're very proud to be a woman, and and uh, and then so for some, but it seems like now, as soon as you start feeling that tomboy uh, feeling, or vice versa, if you feel I don't know if there's a word for boys feeling like girls, like tomboy or whatever, but the um, as soon as you feel that, it seems like you're kind of pushed that way now. So did you feel? Did you feel pushed into that or did you feel like led by you know you know what I'm saying would you feel spiritually led that way negative from a negative spirit or did you feel led that way from people did, with, um, I
1: really feel like it was uh, that negative spirit type of way like like it was definitely an attack from the enemy is what I can say because it wasn't as big of a thing on like like I said, I didn't know what the word was until I was fourteen or fifteen. And kids these days, they're hearing about it whenever they're like, oh yeah, five. twelve, ten, you know, Four, five, five, ten. Six, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy because I don't from looking back, I don't really feel like I was pressured by anybody to be that way. In fact, I feel like it was kind of the opposite, like pressure to not be that way. Which n- not that. I don't think that that made it any worse, but it didn't help. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, the tomboy thing, I was definitely one of the tomboys. I, I wanted to be barefoot climbing a tree. I didn't want to be playing with Barbies. You know? I wanted to be whittling sticks instead of painting my fingernails. <laughs> so I, I definitely fell into that tomboy cat- category. And the amount of people on my TikTok uh, the on several of my videos, but mainly the one that uh, blew up in the very beginning, there were so many women that were older women in my comments saying, I- "I'm so glad that I was born during the time that I was. I was, otherwise, I would have been me." Right? Because they are those those tomboy, those more masculine women, and I've just had to like realize it's okay. Like, I don't have to be hyper feminine in order to be a woman i could be and that'd be totally fine but i don't have to be like i can still mow the lawn and i can still but what's crazy is the more i've leaned into my my relationship with christ the more my mentality has kind of uh i guess kind of started to fall more in that category of like the traditional type of woman who's who wants to be home and wants to raise the kids and wants to, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, I used mm-hmm. to be, I used to have this really intense drive to take care of someone like, and which like be the leader and take care of and, and provide for. And now I'm kind of like going back into that role of being, wanting to be a wife one day and wanting to be, uh, at home with the kids and wanting to, to be there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. So let's like, let, have that. Let, let's talk about that. You're, you said you're, since you're developing your relationship with Jesus, uh, which mm-hmm. for starters, I'm so glad that you are, um, explain, explain to us, um, about that moment after you broke off your engagement and you're developing your relationship with the Lord and you're saying, um, like change me, make me better, teach me, whatever. Expl- explain that process of you developing a better relationship with the Lord through that time frame.
1: Okay, so honestly, people always look at me weird when I say this, but the first book that I went back and read from the Bible, also, let me process with this, I did not der- immediately jump into church after I had come back to, to uh, Christ. I, I wanted to read the Word myself, because, I mean, I don't know necessarily how close we are to the end times, and I, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but, I mean, it, it says that in the end times there's going to be lots of false prophets, and there's going to be lots of false teachers. And so, and I knew that from whenever I was younger and in, in church, and after I experienced what I experienced and, and the love that I experienced, like, I knew I wanted to make sure that the Jesus that was being taught about was the real Jesus of the Bible, you know? So I got into the Bible and really just dug into the word every chance that I got. Okay. Like it was, it wasn't it. I was, I was in it all the time, which was it. That's probably the closest to God that I've been. Not that I'm like, I feel super far from him right now, but whenever I was, I was just first getting into it and first diving in, like I learned so much in that short amount of time just from me and reading the Bible. Like I I wasn't, Listening to outside voices, I wasn't influenced by outside people. It was just me and God, you know. Um, but, anyways, the, the one of the first things that I went to because I I had heard the story of the prodigal son, and so one of the first things that I went to was that uh, read that little parable again, um, and then I got into the the parable of uh, or not the parable the where Jesus says to his disciples to that whoever wants to be his disciple will lay down their life and pick up their cross and follow him. Right. Um, I I saw that too. And that's when I was like, okay, that's what I need to do. Like I'm laying down my life technically. I mean, everything in my life was going to change. Everything that I had planned was going to be completely not what I, like it's all going to change. So I I really had to remind myself of that um and, and also the story of the prodigal son just like that he is accepting and he will bring I will be able to come back and he will open me welcome me with open open arms, you know. Right um but then the first book that I read was Job. <laughs> really got into Job. <laughs> and everyone's like, What like why is that the first book? Well, because I I had dealt with a lot of mental health things and a lot of uh things of that nature that were just not great and Looking at Job and seeing the, I mean, awful stuff that he had to go through, yet he never cursed God and he never he never turned his back on God. He said he would curse the day that he died before he would curse the Lord. Um, it's just it it's that kind of faith inspired me so much because I was like, okay. Even though I'm gonna probably lose this this person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, even though I'm having to completely change the identity that I had built up, even though I'm I'm having to tell everybody that I had made I I'm changing my mind. I'm doing I'm doing something different. I'm not going down that path anymore. Even though all those things were happening, and even though sometimes it it really hurt because I was I really did feel like I was in love. Like it, it hurt, but at the end of the day, like. Job got back more than what he lost. I mean, obviously his kids or whatever, but he they'll be with him in eternity, you know, or they're with him now. But anyways, that's that's one of the stories that really, it's still, I mean, it's inspiring. Job is probably one of the most inspiring people in the Bible to me. Right. Um, just because he went through all that stuff and regardless, like, he, he, st- he stood firm and he kept the faith.
0: Do you know if there was anybody that was like staying up all night, burning the oil, praying for you through that time. That
1: see, I I really I really wonder because, and I have thought about asking my family about this, but I hadn't quite done it.
0: Um, yeah. Well, if they listen to this, they I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure that they they probably were. Yeah. I know that. Uh, no, yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> yeah, because. Um, and and I think that and honestly I think that's what ended up changing their heart posture a little bit towards right. how they acted towards me. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they were seeking out guidance from the Lord and seeking out that type of stuff. Um but I do I, I would be curious to know how they prayed for me. Like did they pray for me to change or did they pray for I wanna know. I'm right. curious.
0: Well you know when, when Job switched from what was me to praying for his people? That's when change happened. So maybe there was some yep. some change when they went from I don't know. I'm gonna speculate here, but maybe it once they went to wanting God to make an impact in your life, that's when their heart opened too. So yeah, that's very possible. Right. So yeah. I, I just think it's really you know like I didn't know when I, I I joined the Navy and I did my rebellious stuff and and was fortunate enough to um, hook up with a girl that. That was in a very similar situation as me, and and we were both in our rebellion. And when we came back to knowing who the Lord was, we started finding out like uh, all the people who had been like really praying for us while we were in a bad spot. And so, and you know, so I was just kind of curious if you knew of them because that's it's, it's kind of interesting to when you meet those people who have been. It's really cool. So hopefully you meet right. them. So. Well, other I, I than that, the Lord, Lord could have just done it, so that's very possible too. So,
1: oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I I do know one person because okay, so whenever I came back to, to faith and was once I had spent a couple months just me and God and just me and the Bible, you know, I I uh, reached out to one of my old young life leaders. I don't know if you know what young life is, but it's uh it's like a, a kind of troubled teens type of devotional okay. thing for uh, that were quote unquote troubled teens get together and they have leaders and stuff that talk to them about Jesus and all this stuff. Well, I went to that whenever I was younger and I met this lady named Kylene. And so she was one of my, my young life leaders. And, uh, whenever I had come back to Christ and after I had spent my time with just God, I reached out to her and asked if she still lived in the area. And if she did, if she went to a church and if I could come and it was crazy because like I ended up coming with her and she was like, of course you can come. Like, why would you even ask? Just come. <laughs> but uh, I went to church with her and the first sermon that was preached when I went went to that church was over uh, the the uh, putting on the full armor of God. Right. That's what the first sermon was. And I was like, okay, there's no way this is a coincidence because at this point I was still doing TikTok stuff. I mean, I still am, but I was still doing TikTok stuff and – spreading the word and talking about that type of stuff. And i I really, it's crazy how if a video would do well and more people would see it and I was speaking truth and I was speaking from what the Holy Spirit was putting in my heart to speak, I would be attacked harder. Right. So it, it's just wild knowing how, how there's literally a war going on around us. And we all know that. But it's different when you're, in, like, you you consciously know it and you're in it, you know? Because, yeah, anyways, it was, it was crazy. But, so I needed that sermon on the full armor of God, and there it was. And then the next Sunday, the preacher pulled out this thing, uh, this clear thing that they had put some ping pong balls in, and they had orange ones and white ones. And the orange ping pong balls were ones that you wrote down the the name of somebody that you were praying for, that, that they would come back to the Lord. And, uh then there were white ping pong balls. And if they had come back to the Lord, you write their name on that white one and you put it back in into the dill. Oh, cool. Well, my friend Kyleen, she grabbed one of those white ones and she wrote my name down. And she said that like a year or two before she had started praying that I would come back to the Lord because she, she knew that I had started hormones and done all that stuff. And so that was really cool. To, to I knew that at that point that she had prayed for me. And put my little name in that bill, and now she was being able to put that other one in there. So that was that was neat to see, and the fact that it was the second sermon that I went to that, that they ended up doing it.
0: Yeah, first time it probably freaked you out a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, like you right. mentioned, you mentioned hormones again, and you. Uh, it's the second time. I, think. I meant to grab it the first time, but you kept going, and it was great. Uh, the so your voice. Um, you said one TikTok that your voice will probably never go back, and your voice is altered because of the hormones. Correct?
1: Yes. Um, my my vocal cords did the same, went through the same thing that a male's vocal cords would go through in puberty. Right. So it thickens the vocal cords, and there's no way to for them to like. Thin back out without surgery or a
0: miracle. So, yeah. I do believe though that if you go back and listen to the first episodes or first uh, TikToks and you go to the newest ones, that it has, as you said, softened up some. I think uh, that's yeah, the, I the proper to that word guy. too. Cause if it's thick, it's soft, is opposite. So, like, that's I think that right. I think that you're working that way and God's working you that way. I did meet a woman though when I lived in North Carolina, and I don't mean the, uh, Take it this way real fast But she she was deaf and, and God healed her Of her being deaf And But she still talked Like she was deaf If you listen to her talking She sounded like she was deaf And she said she had prayed And prayed and prayed and prayed For God to take that voice away from her So she could sound normal And he said that She told us in that group That, that he uh, told her no Because I need this to be a catalyst a Testimony launching point. Yep. I need people to hear that and go, wait, why do you sound like that? And you so you can say, yep. I used to be deaf. Uh, otherwise, you know, and, and, and not that that's what's going to happen, but if it does, to God be the glory, if it doesn't, to God be the right. glory. So, yeah.
1: Amen. I'm cool either way. <laughs> uh,
0: so for seven years, you trans you were in transitioning, um, from time you were, you know, even whether it was physical or, or emotional, you started the yep. transition mindset for seven years so, how often are you reminded and find yourself dealing with that? Does it is it less now than it was two years ago? Is it still pop up every once in a while, or are you?
1: Absolutely less. Like when I'm, and and here's another thing because whenever you're transitioning, it's very like uh, how how would you say that? Uh, like opinion based from the outside, right? Like you're wanting validation and you're wanting to make sure that because whenever I was beginning to transition whether it be socially or with hormones when I was socially transitioning I would do everything in my power to hide my chest and to to not have to talk in whatever situation I was in because my voice was really high and they knew immediately that I was a girl if I spoke um so it's all it was all based on perception of other people which I didn't think about that until recently but really like I wanted everyone around me to to perceive me as a male, not a female. Right. And now that I'm, now that my, the only person's perception that I care about and the only person's uh, opinion and wisdom and whatnot that I care about is God's, right. now that that is the only thing that matters to me, I very rarely see myself struggling with anything even close to that because if I were to be like, oh, well, I didn't look girl, like a girl enough or whatever in the back of my mind I'm like okay no like God is the only one's opinion that I'm worried about right now like I do not care I'll be on I'll be on TikTok live or something and there's people that will say some crazy stuff and even some, some people in my comments I love them to death okay but they'll mention something or tell them to stop or whatever but at the end of the day if I see that comment it's not like it's not the win as they think it is. It's all like all I can say because I'm not concerned with with the opinions of the world. Like, there, my, my body's going to fade away one day. My or well, it's going to be made new again. You know, my voice is going to be made new. Whether it be what it used to be or be to- totally different. Like nothing on on the earth right now matters more than your relationship with Christ. So yeah. I, I really don't struggle with that type of thing as much. But. I do find myself being more of the, st- still more of a tomboy situation, but as far as in a relationship way, like back in the day, I would really want to be the provider and want to be the protector and want to do all that stuff. Now I'm kind of, that I'm getting closer and closer with God, I feel like I'm getting back to like the biblical definition of, of wife and uh, right. woman and, and that type of thing where I'm, I'm I want to find, a man who could be who i would who would be uh i don't want to say worthy cuz that sounds bad but like <laughs> you know what i'm saying that mm. that i would i would want to lead me oh yeah yeah
0: know? yeah yeah my uh i've 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 heard a lot of women in you know and not not with your situation but women who are more of a alpha personality uh say mm. that they never thought that they could be in the quote unquote beta until they met their alpha and then it made it yep. really easy for them to slide into, um, the, the role that God, you know, put them not, and I'm not putting roles on anybody, but for your family, for your setup, that's different. And so I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm kind of curious though. Um, we mentioned in comments and I'm, I'm absolutely, and one of the, there's a couple questions that I want to get into. Um, um, you know, if, what are you what are you getting from the transgender community in regards to detransitioning and i think this is important because if there's somebody that's um that may use this as a tool to help somebody uh, mm-hmm. what what are you what have you dealt with what are you dealing with and and you know how did, how did you deal with that from the so transgender people- community yeah
1: yeah, there are there are people in in the transgender community currently who have reached out to me wanting to talk about what my situation was and why I did this and how I did this and how I got the courage to do whatever and uh, like how I felt comfortable as myself and so there have been people that have come on and, and asked about that because I'm so open about my experiences and i I want people to come and ask me. Like, I want them to talk to me so that I can tell them like, if they could do it for if if God could do it for me, I guarantee you he can do it for anybody. Okay. Like, um, so there have been people like that. There have been people in the comments and whatnot that, uh, just say that I was brainwashed or that I was never trans to begin with or <laughs> whatever else the case might be. Now, here's the thing that I say I've started saying in response to that. Transition was the right decision for my flesh, but I'm not called to live by the flesh. Come on. And once I started to be spirit-led, I stopped having the desire to transition.
0: That's good stuff.
1: Whenever I I quieted my flesh and when I started seeking Christ, the desire to transition went, went away. Um, so yeah, people are like, oh, well, you were just never trans or you made a mistake. And so now you're trying to use re- religion to cover it up. And like, no, transition was the right decision for my flesh. My flesh believed that all the way. My flesh believed that I needed to be a man, but I'm not called to live by the flesh. And the more that I, I quiet the flesh and seek Christ, the, the, the happier I am as myself, the more joyful I am as myself, no matter the circumstance, you know?
0: So. One of the um, things that I've noticed is that the um, that it, it we we are required by society to be extraordinarily open-minded to the fact that people are transitioning from the way they were born to the way they want to be. And we're told to be yeah. open-minded, allow them to do that, and it's celebrated in that community when that happens. But. Yeah. When you feel like that's what you want to do, then they'll then they'll support you to say, "Hey, this is what we want to do. That's what they want to do. Let them do it." But if you yeah. come across this to to like you're in a situation where you're realizing that that you know this isn't what you're supposed to do, this isn't what you're supposed to do. This is what what God wants Maddie to do. And so Maddie comes back as Maddie. And There's no open mindedness for it, there's not a saying, hey, well, okay, you know, like, like to me, it's, I think it's funny because I don't even know what the Q stands for LGBTQ. I thought Q stood for questioning, <laughs> and if questioning,
1: clear, but is, maybe it is.
0: I, I want, I mean, so the uh, I thought, well, I thought it was questioning, so for me, if it's questioning, then you're back and forth, or bisexual back and forth, you know, like. It and could be it,
1: questioning. I why, really
0: don't know. Man, when I started, when I was a kid, it was LGB. And then they've yeah. added all these things to it. So, like, I don't know. I can't keep up with it. But, but anyway, so, like, the my, my, my thing is, I've noticed that, that from that side, they do not, they, they demand open mindedness to transition one way, but they refuse open mindedness if somebody wants to go back. And when you yeah. said that some people say that maybe you really weren't trans to begin with that, I, I laughed. I apologize. I shouldn't laugh, but I'd, I never thought about it like that. But I mean, that community is, is, um, man, that, I guess if there's other people dealing with it, if you got people reaching out to you and saying, Hey, how did you go through that? You know, maybe this is a, yep.
1: and most of the time they're afraid because they're afraid they'll lose their friends.
0: Yeah. Well, who cares about your friends? <laughs> I know.
1: Right. But it's just it's I mean, it's a hard thing going from one thing to a complete, complete complete flip, you know, and it's and it's one thing to go from uh to do the transgender thing and start hormones and whatnot because I mean, honestly, it was pretty exciting transitioning. Like there was changes every week or whatever, my voice would get deeper, I'd notice different things about my body or whatever that it was exciting because it had been what I wanted to do and detransitioning it's not exciting in that aspect. So it's not like you're getting anything from it. Uh, I mean, the only, uh, it's, there's no, what's that called? Like there's no dopamine hit in, in de-transitioning the way that there is in transitioning. So it's not like you're getting praised or you're getting, uh, told that, that people are proud of you for doing this, that and the forth, which that's, in my case, I do because I share my experience on the, on the, on the, on, online. And so people see it from different areas of, of life and stuff. But if someone only has friends that are in the community right. and that's the only source of friends that they have and then they decide to detransition, they're losing everybody. So it is, I mean, it's, it's a really brave thing to, to detransition. I I feel like, and I'm not trying to call myself brave, but I'm saying like people who only have queer LGBTQIA plus whatever friends right. and they decide to transitioned, like that is, that is an insane amount of bravery because it, you get a lot of backlash, um, especially from the extremists. Not everybody's like that, but there are a lot of the, those ex, the extremists out there that uh, will, will give you hate and will do all that stuff. So,
0: so did you have, when you were in that, did you have, were you in an echo chamber like that, or did you have friends that weren't part of that group? Honestly, the
1: I tried to live my life where most people didn't know that I was trans. Most people thought that I was biologically a uh, uh, a male. Right. So I didn't really have... I, I wasn't the type of person that was going to be out there waving a pride flag and going to... I never went to pride. I, I was just more... I was pretty conservative for being a a trans person. Uh, (laughs) I didn't didn't really have many friends in the community. I mean, I did, but they weren't some of my closest friends. And a couple of the ones that I did have that were in the community did stick with me through my detransition. We're not as close anymore because we definitely have different beliefs as far as spirituality and stuff. And so... Whereas they might want to go out and drink, like I wanna stay home and hang out and maybe watch a show or so. you know what I'm saying? Right. So I there's a different relationship now than there was, but uh some of them stuck with me. There was a couple that, that did not, but
0: uh
1: yeah, I didn't really have as many LGBTQIA plus whatever uh friends because I I just I didn't I didn't want that to be my identity. Like I wanted to just be I wanted to be a man, and that's the bottom yeah. line. Like, I didn't want to be friends. I just, I wish, I, I hoped, I wished that I was a man.
0: So, so what yeah, about what? Know. What about the comments from the church side? What are you, or for, I say church side, but you know what I mean? When the opposite side of that, I, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of people that are supporting you and helping. And and how how did that process go? Did that help or or how? Yeah,
1: now, like with the detransition.
0: Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a D transition. So.
1: Yes, yes. I have definitely. There's been lots of support and help and uh, like just encouragement. And I don't know. It's it's encouraging, but at the same time, it's like because I I try to be. And this is going to make me sound like I'm not, but like I tried. I try to be humble about circumstances and stuff. And it there's times when something will come up and and someone will be like, oh, well, like. You're so brave, or I'm so proud of you, or this that and forth. I'm like, uh, but it wasn't even me. Like it wasn't me. It was God.
0: Like right. without
1: Him, I would not have ever done that. I wouldn't have ever changed, and I wouldn't have ever come come to Him had it not been for Him speaking to me. Like, and they're like, oh, okay, well you, but you uh, were obedient to that call, and I was like, yeah, but if you experience it like that, like if you if you have that type of encounter that I had there is absolutely no way that i could have ignored that you know you know what i'm saying so but they have been really really encouraging and really uplifting even to the point where it's like sometimes i'm like nope it wasn't me like it was god like <laughs> it don't give me that type of encouragement. you know like right. i didn't do it it's him working through me you know and i assume so, your so, ch- but, yeah.
0: your church family is the same way
1: yes absolutely yeah they uh i'm actually I'm. I'm not a member of my church yet, um, but I'm looking to become a member soon. And once I do, I'm looking to help with the youth because um, I've been told that there's some some youth in the in the group that are could be struggling in in those types of areas. So right. I'm excited to be able to work with them and try to try to talk to them about whatever may be going on.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, this is you never know where this will lead you. So um, right, that's. I mean, I mean. <laughs> TikTok of all places, right? So, it's kind cool. of funny that that um, that you talk about it, and and I don't think about stuff, you know, because I well, it was it was funny to me. I should say is that I, I don't even know what people are going through until I hear one person give it out, give give a testimony about what it is. I don't really know what all of the other people in the nation. Or in the world who are struggling with this, who were raised in church, who were, um, who were like, who know better. And, and, and I use the phrase know better, but I probably, maybe not sure. You know yeah. And, but they're, they're living this way and they're struggling with it every day. And, you know, there's a reason to me, I, I wonder a lot of times, um, you know, the, 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 enemies attack on the people who are involved in this one way or the other. The suicide rate mm-hmm. is still extremely high. Uh, transitioning yep. doesn't fix that. Suicide rate still up there. Uh, and as one of the highest in, in all the people groups is the transgender community, the suicide rate so high. And, yep. and and I don't even really hear that, but every once in a while, a statistic will come out, and I don't even know what people are dealing with. So it let, let's use you, since we got you here, let's use you to say, what if somebody has a family member who is in the shoes that you were in before, how did they properly approach them in trying to help them? What is the, what is the most important way for them to handle that?
1: I would say the absolute most important way is, is prayer, 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 consistent prayer. Um, just for that other person, because (sighs) I, I had people whenever I was living that lifestyle who would ask me, like, are you sure? Because this is, this is another thing that I got asked, but I still don't, don't know if, I don't know. But someone that I knew that was a Christian asked if I felt like I was transgender because I was raised in church and I uh, had, a, had more of a, I was drawn more to females. And so like, they, they brought up the proposal that maybe you feel like this because you feel like being gay is wrong and you don't want to be gay. So if you transition to a man, technically you're not gay. Like, that's how she tried that. She was like, okay, well, is it because you think that you're a, a girl or is it because you like girls that you think you should be a, a boy because you can't be, you can't be gay in your head? Um, So there were people that brought things up like that and they tried to reason with me and like come up with things that, but here's the deal. At the end of the day, you can, you can drag them to church. You can, you know, yell at them till you're blue in the face. Same, but same goes for somebody in addiction. Like you can drop somebody in addiction off at a rehab center that you can leave them there for a year. They can be clean in that facility for a whole year. And if they didn't want to do that for themselves, if they weren't, wanting to go to, to, to rehab, when they get out, they're just going to go find the first, first thing that they can do drug-wise and, and do it. If right. it wasn't their decision, they didn't want to. And that's what I try to remind people of because, I mean, prayer is so powerful. And, and you might not think that it is because you don't see, uh, typically, not all the time, but typically you don't see the, the fruit of your prayers immediately. But there, prayer is powerful, and I know that there were people that were praying for me, and I know that whenever I finally prayed and reached out to God, He spoke to me, and uh, that's that's the most powerful thing that I can say because there's nothing that I can think of that another human being could have told me that would have made me change the way that I changed once I spoke to God.
0: Right. Right. But yeah, when I reached, was, yeah. No, you know, th- no, and, that makes sense. Like, just uh, Lord change their heart, <laughs> you know. Like, yep, yeah, yep. Soften their heart to hear. And, yeah,
1: yeah, and not necessarily change them or change what they're doing, or but yeah, like soften their heart to hear what you have to say. Open right. their open their eyes to, to wanting to see what you see. You know, like open their heart to or open their ears to want to hear what you have to say to them you know not what i say not what you say not what but what god has to say you know
0: yeah oh yeah and and i think it's interesting because we have to uh we have to deal with the fact that there's people out there that are living in a way or doing things that we don't agree with or that mm-hmm. even biblically isn't right or wrong but how we approach and how we handle that is doesn't it doesn't matter what that situation is how we approach and handle that has to be in love and it has to be in grace and it has to be in mercy and we have to show yep. to them what Jesus showed to us and and that yep. is the love mercy and grace and all that so i think i think that's a great uh, great start you know you got to pray for people 100% absolutely
1: and then also uh i always try to bring this up because i i know that the i feel like the the hellfire and brimstone and god hates fags stuff uh, that people do it at Pride breads or whatever. I feel like that's not as prominent anymore, but I still do yeah, like. Because god died. Him.
0: You said what? The guy who uh, that church, Westboro Baptist, he died. That's why they quit going to those things. That's that's oh. uh, the, the the quote unquote "God hates fags." People was the Westboro sure. Baptist Church. That was actually the name of their website: godhatesfags.com. dot com. But are you kidding me? No, <laughs> it's still out there. Too. You can still go check <laughs> yeah. it out. But those are the people who were protesting funerals and and all that kind of stuff. And that man died, yeah. and so they've kind of fallen off the off the the deal. But that's a again, that's a that's a totally different podcast episode. Yeah. But yeah, right. But so,
1: so, what I'm saying though is like when when you're approaching these people. The only time that I can recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only time that I can recall that Jesus got righteously angry and flipped over tables and yelled at people was in the temple when he was somewhere that people who were supposed to know the will of God and supposed to know right from wrong were doing the opposite of what they knew was correct in the house of God. Right. right? Yeah. When he went up to the woman at the well, and here's something that I literally just thought of, but I think it's important to see, like, the woman at the well, whenever he walked away from her, he, he said, now go and sin no more. But it, if you look at the, the rest of the passage, like he was very soft with her and delicate and he wasn't, he didn't yell. He didn't dump her water over and say, you can't drink water because you're sleeping with all these, you know, he was very, very eloquent in what he said and very kind. And when he walked away and said, go and sin no more, he did, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know. If she went and didn't send anymore, or if she went and told everybody, and did, I mean, I think it says that she told the people that were right. were in her town, but we don't know how she lived after that. No, and I think that's that's another thing to look at is Jesus. He planted a seed in her. Whether it was it grew immediately or if something happened later on down the line, but that's that's all we can do as human beings. If Jesus Himself couldn't like change her right then and there and make sure that she never went and sinned in that same way again. And he just told her to go and sin no more and just let her be on her way. I mean, sometimes that's all that we can do as, as human beings is just pray for these people and tell them the truth and love. And and once you plant that seed of truth, they've heard it and in their heart, they know it's true, whether they they're trying to admit it or not. But later on down the line, like those, those Seeds that you plant will could could be watered by somebody in the future, you know. And uh, oh, yeah, we can't harp on people, yeah.
0: Anyways, sorry. no, 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 you're right, you're right. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I, so I wanted to tell this story, and um, uh, and we talked about it early, uh, a few weeks back, but um, I, we growing up, there was a girl that I was went to school with, sort of new, she's a little bit younger than me, uh, lesbian, mm-hmm. um came to Christ, went to church and had, you know, this is years She spent years in, in that life and, uh, left her girlfriend, the whole shebang and, uh, started Mm -hmm. going to church all the time letting, you know, um, anyway. So I remember one time when I found out about it and I was so excited about it that, you know, she'd come and I wasn't even really in church, but I, I was like, man, I'm so excited that she's come to know Jesus. And, um, but, um, it was like the some of the women in our church would not introduce her as who she is, but would introduce her as a former lesbian. Even, even excited that she was at church and excited that she was um, you know, in a relationship with Jesus, it was like they could not let go of her past. And, right. and I think that you know in, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians it says, Behold, all things have become new. I'm not who Mm -hmm. I was. I'm new now. I'm a new creature. Yes, I have the old flesh on me still, physical flesh, and I have that that attacks from the devil that are still there. And if you're in prison, you get saved. That doesn't mean you get out of jail. You still got to deal with all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times in the church, we forget to allow people the transition time into becoming a Christian, and we tend to... Uh, throw those titles of who they were into their introduction, you know? Yep. And sometimes that's necessary. Like obviously today we it, it, it fit what we were talking about. But if I right. was to just walk up and say, Hey, have you met my friend Maddie? You know, she used to be a dude, you know, like <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, like let, let, that's yeah. what, she, what she used to be, but in Christ she's Maddie, you know, like that. And I think that that's, what's important. And I think a lot of times and not every time, not every time, I'm not saying every time. But a lot of times that's what the church misses when trying to reach people in any situation, whether they're addicted to methamphetamines, whether they're addicted to porn, whether they're addicted to whatever. Uh, right. Even, you know, we tend to still categorize them as what they struggled with. And I think that's yep. very dangerous.
1: I really like how— uh Paul, whenever he says that he's he's talking to these people and says as a sinner like I'm, I'm the worst of them all but he does he didn't in that specific time when he was talking to these people he didn't go into detail about why he was the worst you wow. know like yeah, he right. just he just said like I I was the worst of these or I am the worst of these and
0: chief among sinners
1: so, <laughs> right chief among sinners and but he didn't go into detail talking about all the things because his past is forgotten and forgiven you right. know and yeah that's good but point. i have what like w- what you've what you just mentioned i have had that happen to me a lot which i'm not ever mad about it but at the same time like it'd be <laughs> nice to be able to bring it up
0: myself right yeah and sometimes it's sometimes it's not necessary so why bring it up you know like if it's necessary if if it's necessary it's necessary but if it's not let's right eh, let's leave it alone you know let's let the 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 fruits of the spirit shine through and let people see that. And then, and uh, and I like like you're dealing with the the vo- vocal cord thing, and that's going to yeah. give you that opportunity quickly to to say something if you need to. But you know, right. and, I, and I know that seems kind of weird to take two or three minutes to talk about this, but I think that's important for church people who are listening to to remind themselves or to be reminded that hey, don't don't categorize them don't label them as to their past sins because i sure don't want you labeling me as my past sins and what that does sometimes though i'm sorry i'm getting on a rant here what that does sometimes is because you label me as my past sins it does not give me the opportunity to confess because i'm afraid you're going to uh just tell everybody you know or i'm 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 afraid i'll be forever known as the guy who struggled with this or that um And then it doesn't – then people are like, why would I ever say that? Because if they find out that I did this, then then they'll they'll ridicule me for it. But when you can find that you can be comfortable and say stuff and it not be kind of not constantly brought up, then you could be able to rele- be released from that by talking about it, you know, confessing your faults one to another, you know. So um, yeah, that makes- there's no guarantee that the person you confess your sins to and issues is not going to go run and tell the whole world about it. But – right. So, so you're not just. I wouldn't just hold that on to people you absolutely trust because then, you already know them anyway. So, but I don't think that's what he's talking about there. But, I, I just right. think I think it's important for us to to. Just let God transition people into his 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 children, and and, do and, that. and that
1: doesn't have to have a whole bunch of other human. Uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> Like it doesn't have to have a whole bunch of other people trying to step in. No. As much so as it is just Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like giving people space and room to grow with Christ without trying to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? I, I get what you're getting at.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I do. <laughs> so, but is there anything we've missed? Is there anything that that we should be hitting on? That that. Um,
1: I kind of wanted to say this just at the end real quick just because uh, if there's somebody who is struggling with identity who is listening to this or if someone wants to show this to someone who is struggling with identity, something that I uh, was able to notice when I looked back on my life after coming to Christ and asking him, like, why I felt that way and why this was happening, he kind of showed me some things that I wouldn't have ever thought of. Um, So, and one of those was as a child, like, my dad and my mom divorced and, uh, which that happens a lot. So it's not like a super out of the ordinary experience to have, but my parents were divorced and my dad was not the best dad and he wasn't the best husband to my mom when they were together. And looking back, God was kind of showing me how I wanted to be a better husband than my dad was and I wanted to be a better father than my dad was and I didn't because whenever I got into like high school and stuff and I did date a couple guys but it wasn't ever it wasn't ever good it wasn't ever a good situation whenever I was with these guys and so I didn't trust men so I didn't trust a man to take care of a woman and so I felt like I needed to step up and play that role in a woman's life. And then once I met this girl who I I really loved and adored and thought she was just this precious thing and I wanted to take care of her and provide for her and do all that, it was kind of fulfilling what I had, the hurt that I had from him not being uh, the best husband or the best father, you know? And so, I mean, if someone's struggling with identity and they're they're, uh, trying to figure that out, Make sure you're looking at those things and look at them honestly, uh, because sometimes those can be reasons that you might want to transition or might be questioning your identity because you feel like you have to take on that role because someone else failed at it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I so, some just came to mind that I'd like to add in here. Uh, like, if you if you people listening or or anybody, if you know someone who's in in this or anything. And and whether it's biblical or biblical reasons or or just legal reasons or whatever they're doing things they ain't supposed to be doing. However you want to however you want to label that. Um and mm. you work with them or you're around them all the time, don't be a fuddy duddy and be super religious around them and not talk to them, not and to exile them. Because mm. I don't have to have I don't have to talk about vulgar things. I don't have to talk about ungodly things. I can just talk to people and have conversations with people. And it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that I am uh, accepting the lifestyle or I'm accepting what they're doing and, and turning my back on God. I can talk about baseball to anybody, or I can talk Mm -hmm. about fishing to anybody, you know, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be. So be, be willing to talk to people and, and show them that love and compassion and you don't always have to preach to them, you know. You don't always have to 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 beat them on the head with scriptures. Just love them, and I absolutely talk about some stupid stuff about like how hot it is right now because it's so stinking hot. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah. You don't have to bring about. Well, it's going to be hotter than hell if you don't change your ways. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. And if God's right. leading you to do that, if God, if the Spirit's leading you to do that, then you do it because that's what the Spirit's leading. But don't do it because you feel like you're denying Christ if you don't. I just wanted to throw right. that in there. So I, I, I guess uh, I, Maddie, I appreciate our time, and maybe we can get together some other time and and go over stuff that we haven't uh, thought about or that we forgot to mention, or, or you know, I'm sure there yeah. may be some responses and stuff in the comments that comes down and. And we maybe one day get together and address those comments or questions. I want to say that I'm I'm one I'm thankful for you coming on and talking, and I'm 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 grateful to see what God's done in your life in the last two years. On just from what I'm watching on TikTok, I know that you're probably impacting people through social media, and you don't even know it. Um, and I just I just pray that you continue to do that, and that your impact is is made uh, so that people can know more who you are I will link your TikTok and your Instagram in the show notes so if you guys want to follow her there go for it and um, and I guess that's that's, man there's so much we could talk about but it's already been an hour so it's getting a little uh, I'll try to keep it about that so would you mind closing us out in a prayer
1: yeah absolutely All right, dear God thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, speak about what you've done in my life Um, without you I wouldn't be here none of us would uh, so, just thank you for that, and I pray that you uh, opened the hearts and the minds of those that were listening, and that if they needed any of that advice or needed to resonate with any of the things that were said today, that uh, the Holy Spirit would just lead them to to follow you, follow you, and follow your call for them. And uh, yeah, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Maddie.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening.